All right, let's... All right, welcome to Hyperborean Radio. I'm me, and he is him, and you are you. Welcome and to all you beautiful and super intelligent people that are listening to us, because, well, you must be smart because you're listening to us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, are, are how we... are you doing? Good. Are we just practicing right now? No, or? absolutely not. We don't have time for practice today. This is last minute next to live. It's not live, but it's next to live. Ah, I'm what? not even going to edit it. All I'm going to do is run it through the program to turn it up because I have to always do that. Okay, so we're not okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, we've been getting messages, and this is just a, a quick thing to start with to get it out of the way. We've been getting messages about you guys should talk about Lord of the Rings and all the fuckery and stuff that they're doing with it. Um, we haven't. We have the answer for everybody. Don't, don't watch it. Yeah, that's it. Just don't watch it. Here's the thing. You're not going to make them not make it. They've already invested several hundred millions. But you can make them lose money yes. by not watching the darn thing. Because they don't care. These companies, they don't give a shit if you're hate watching it. All they're doing is counting clicks. Well, that's I it. mean, Will it, you click on it? And will you hate watch all 100 episodes? That is as good to them as if you love it. Well, and it's it's not even Lord of the Rings. They might well, it's not just Lord of the Rings. It's it's everything. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, the actual show, just the little bit I've seen of... Oh, yeah. They aren't making a Lord of the Rings show. They're no, making they, a show and calling it Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, Galadriel's in it. Yeah, but it's not actually Galadriel, is it? No. They just If I, if I call... Um, if I have a character named Jesus Christ and he's a pop, and he's a Papa Smurf looking elf who makes cookies, is this the same Jesus Christ that the Christians like to jizz all about? Right. Exactly. So it's not Lord of the Rings because they've strayed too far from any lore and any presentation. Well, and they're clearly just trying to hop on the Game of Thrones bandwagon, which is a terrible Oh, yeah, by the... Terrible idea. The optics are like with the armor and whatnot. Oh, yeah, because here's the thing is, I know it's a weird thing, but I actually like Game of Thrones. I don't like the show. The show got really bad after the first few seasons. But the books are pretty good. Get it is, to the mic. It is a very, very, very different fantasy series from Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings is more idealistic. Right, but whereas, the point is, is they're doing it to everything, whether it's... Game of Thrones, whether it's Lord of the Rings, Doctor um, Who, Star Trek, Star Wars. They have gone after every They've fandom. They've done it to everything, and they will continue to so long as people click on it. Well, and they're, The they're, one show I was really proud of the fan base for, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Netflix, they they, the, the they torched action. that. Oh, yeah. It didn't even come out yet because people was like, we ain't watching it. This is not Cowboy Bebop. What you've done is not make Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. You made a different show and are trying to pull in the fan base. And it worked. I well, mean, because they, they were signed for two seasons and the second season got canceled. They are simply put, they're out of ideas, which is why they keep doing these remakes. Mm -hmm. And Lord of the Rings, just to make this very clear, Lord of the Rings has this weird beef with the Game of Thrones fan base. I don't fully know where it comes from. I don't personally care. But what I do know is trying to make Lord of the Rings into Game of Thrones is one of the dumbest decisions I've ever mm -hmm. seen. Well, they're trying to pull in the fan bases. Well, those people like that and these people like this. What if we put them together and then we'll throw in some diversity? Just don't watch any of it and it stops. It, it goes away because they lose hundreds of millions of dollars. And you can tell me it's not about the money, but it is about the money. 
they can only afford to lose so many billions of dollars. Well, it's like Disney. Before they're broke. It's like Disney. Disney what seemed like it was doing okay, buying its own tickets, pretending it wasn't having problems, and then they got a new guy in charge, and he's like, you guys have lost over a billion dollars. What the hell is the matter with you? Yeah, over a billion dollars in a year. That's not small change. Yeah, that's I not don't care how many change. billions of dollars you have. That is a hit because they have to protect their, what are those things called, the, uh, the people that own stocks, shareholders. Well, and here's the thing to think about. Billionaires have a ludicrous amount of money, so much that they can spend hundreds of thousands. $3,000 a second or 30000 It's thousands and thousands of dollars a second and not even touch the principal. Uh, yeah, which is a broken part of the banking system, but yes. that's besides the point. But yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But their money is measured in billions. So let's say that you are a billionaire and you have $7 billion. Now... Let's say that you're a normal person and you only have seven bucks. That one dollar out of that seven bucks is worth a lot to you. Mm -hmm. It's the same with them. They still lose money. Yeah. It is physically possible for a ludicrously rich person to become poor. Yes. It is very, very rare, especially with how things are set up and how ludicrously wealthy people are. But it can happen. Uh, banking systems. Yeah. When they got bailed out. The, the car uh, the car manufacturing system, when that got bailed out, all these bailouts, the, um, oh, what the hell is the other one? Uh, uh, the, it's housing. I forget the, the actual term for it. Uh, development? No. Um, and it's not residential either. Yeah, we, Anyways, yeah, you guys anyway. know what I'm talking about. And especially you know what I'm talking about. But as far as like buying and selling land and houses and all this stuff, there was a bubble and it broke and then all these companies got bailed out. They're too big to fail. No, they aren't. Stop watching their shit, period. And they will stop producing shit. Well, I mean, to to paraphrase someone else, uh, back in the 80s and 90s, Disney was not this juggernaut that we know today. It was basically just four guys in their air conditioner. Mm -hmm. I mean, Disney was borderline dead yeah. for like several decades there. It was a nothing burger. And then you have entire companies that used to be the most powerful Hollywood companies on the planet, like MGM. Well, what? I'm waiting to see if this new guy in charge of Disney does exactly what he said he was going to do. That there's all these projects in the works that he can't really do anything about. So what he's going to do is let them be released. And should they fail, he's firing people. He's firing writers. He's firing directors. He's firing producers. All these, all these people that's making all the stuff that nobody wants to watch. If we want to change uh, Disney, for instance, stop watching the crap. You see fuckery, don't watch it. If something looks legitimately good, like they didn't race bend anybody, they didn't um, gender bend anybody, and it looks like they're trying to hold to at least the feel of the story, watch that, but don't watch the fuckery. Even if you're hate watching it, especially don't hate watch it because they don't care so long as you watch it. Well, and here, here's the beautiful bit is with the streaming services. If you have them, which here's the thing. I know most people have them. If people can bitch and moan about, oh, I have I, Netflix is evil. Most people, if they don't have Netflix, they have another streaming service. Right. That the beautiful thing about streaming services is, is they actually track what you watch. Right. Well, like the, the new guy in charge of Disney, he brought up when the liberal talking point in, uh, what was it? The 
Winter Soldier. Black guy and Russian secret agent. Right. In that show. They could track right down to the moment when people stop watching it. So if you watch something and you think it might be good and then it hits a talking point, just stop watching at that exact right moment. Right there. They know that you stopped watching it. If everybody did that, the stuff would stop. It would go away because it matters. Um, and it's like ticket sales with the whole hate watching something. They don't count ticket sales by did the people, did the audiences actually sit through the, the movie? No, they go by ticket sales. How many people bought tickets? That's all that they care about. Now on streaming services, that changes the game just a little bit. If everybody's watching it and then this talking point happens or they, they race bent somebody that they hid in the previews and then they come out. Like say, um, let's go exact opposite of what, what it is that we normally talk about. They put out a Black Panther show and they hide Black Panther from the guy playing Black Panther from the audience and everybody tunes in and then here's this shining golden haired God playing um, the Black Panther and everybody turns it off. They stop. They're, they're like, people don't like this. Shining golden haired God, I'm getting co- uh, Robert E. Howard flashbacks. Yes. Because <laughs> he's got stories like that. But um, yeah, and, and pe- they will stop making it because it, and never tune back in either to see, well, maybe they got better. No, just stop right there. That's your vote on, on the show and ne- never watch it again. Well, and if everybody did that, all this stuff that everybody's complaining about, because it's not just it's not just Hyperboreans complaining about the, the race. No, there's a lot of black swapping. people. And it, whether they're saying it because they just want the white people to like them or they actually think it is irrelevant because they're saying it. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter why they're saying it. What it matters is that they are saying it. Well, it's the same rules that they apply to everyone else. And. Right. So again, if you're if you're worried about Lord of the Rings, I understand you might really love Lord of the Rings. I like the idea of why it was written. I I enjoy the story. I am not a super fan, but I do like the story. And no, I shouldn't be fucked with. But neither should Cowboy Bebop. No, and neither, neither should Doctor Firefly, Who, Doctor Who, Firefly, the, Star Wars, Star Trek. All these stories, especially the ones that have been told. Like for instance, um, I just read Hellboy, mm-hmm. the the series. It is a good so- story, and it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And yeah, it's like, a little mo- culty, but well, yeah, but it's, that's the world that it's set in. Well, it's based off Lovecraft and like H and like all the occultists mm-hmm. of like the last two hundred years, like H. B. Blavatsky and stuff. Well, and you can actually see one one of the things I appreciate about it is even though it's a culty. They still allow cultures to be cultures. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Oh yeah, like how there, there's Russian gods and they're specifically for the Slavs. All right. Um, but the reason that I'm bringing that up is there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then actually, just like we've talked about before, we build worlds. Because about halfway through the comic series, there's a spinoff because Hellboy leaves, like, in all the movies, he's part of the BPRD or whatever. In the comics, he leaves that about halfway through, and all the other characters, Abe Sapien, Liz Sherman, all these other characters, they get their own spinoff comic. And that's the world expands and there's another spinoff comic and there's another spinoff comic and it, it all comes down to these different, the, this person created one character and from there he spun a world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one thing that they are missing whenever they write these things because these people that mess with the lore, they never do their research. Like, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
we're going to uh, rejuvenate, insert IP. No, I've never watched the original show. No, I've never read the books. No, I never read the comic books. We're going to take it, though, and we're going to make it better than it ever was. We're going to fix it. Well, how do you know if it's broken if you never looked at the original? Well, and it's it's the actors, the directors, the writers. They don't. They have no idea what was going on. Well, like for instance, they do a lot of reboots. Get now closer because, to the mic because you're you're gone. Oh, echo. Ah. Yes, this is the stuff that I normally edit out. Yes. Yes, but we're low on time this week. So, but like for instance, because we're on stories, and I love stories. You love stories. They keep rebooting things. Like, they rebooted MacGyver. Mm-hmm. They rebooted um, Magnum P.I. Yeah, it's it's all reboots everywhere. Well, but the point I'm getting at is they misunderstood the entire point of the series. Mm-hmm. They ha- The writing's not half as good. And Magnum P.I. was basically what it was was it was a, um, it was a pulp show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Magnum P.I. is actually a pulp character, but the way his character's written... Is very much like a pulp character. Well, and the only reason what, really why I'm willing to keep going on this topic is because storytelling is so important to Hyperboreans. I mean, we have our lore. It's carried with us for thousands of years. But um, one of the reasons that the quality of the shows has come down, which shocked the shit out of me, I was watching some interview with somebody that's in show business, and they're kind of railing against it too and lamenting you know, where the money has to go and all the intervention and stuff. But they... If it seems like, what happened to all the writers? They don't even have writers anymore. That's because that is legitimately what it is. What they what they did was they hired uh, people that got a master's or PhD in gender studies or racial studies or this studies and that. You know the the degrees that failures go to get because they're easy. Well, I- and then they put them in a writing job. That's why they can't write well, or and, even hold to well, their own storyline well, for 15 and, minutes. And here's the best part. When they try to race Ben characters, they fail so miserably. Like, for instance, um, when they did the, that terrible Cinderella movie that almost no one watched on uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. they made constant references to, oh, you look dirty because she's in an area that's supposed to be all white people, isn't. And for some reason, she's randomly Latina mm-hmm. in medieval Europe. But so they keep referencing, are you dirty? Do you need a bath? And I'm like, that's hilarious. Did you ever actually watch that? Or did no, that no, no. I like, just saw uh, some previews. people. I saw some people uh, just for just for mindless fun. I watched someone tear apart the movie. Right. See, that that's usually how I know about these things, because I don't watch the fuckery. If I can spot it myself in the um, in the previews, for instance, I won't watch it. But what I will do, and it's my my dirty little pleasure, Our guilty is, pleasure. I will, I will go and watch YouTube critics, I guess, talk about the show, and I will intentionally look for some that loved it, which usually they're they're garbage people, anyways. Um, on occasion, I've been surprised, and then I'll watch for the ones that hated it, and kind of get a feel for it, listen to all their arguments, and. Then if it seems like it's worth watching, I'll give it a shot. But as soon as I witness fuckery, I'm done watching it. So, yeah, pretty much most of the stuff that that I watch is from, what, early 2000s and back? Well, I'm just I'm just waiting for when they do the Snow White film they've got planned, the live action where they cast a Latina as Snow White. Mm-hmm. And then just say with a straight face, 
lips red as blood, hair black as night, skin white as snow. And then you have a freaking Latina right, right. there. Yeah. But pretty much we just got to... We, we, the, the solution, the actual solution is tell everybody don't watch it because if you do, they're going to keep making it because people are watching it. It doesn't matter if you hate watching it or watching it because you love it. They don't give a shit so long as you watch it. Um, well, and what I wanted to get into because while well, we're on storytelling and mostly the modern storytelling mm -hmm. is the fact that even the people that you and me personally hate well, not hate's a strong word. Dislike immensely. Mm -hmm. Like the he she's. Oh, yeah. Like Rapel and Maskey. Yeah. Rapel and Maskey. Uh, we, we went into a store and uh, when we were doing stuff. Yeah, there. and there was a he she and then a little femboy. Femboy with us. a mask and like himself wrapped up like he yeah. was about to die. And the he she was like six foot eight. Oh, it was a hilariously bad he she. Um, Anyways. But. Basically, even they, if you look online, they don't like this stuff. No. And these are the people that are so mentally ill that they cut their own fucking cocks off. Yes. Um, but where I was actually going to trans transition to before the cutting off the, of the cocks, that was the lore keeper, by the way. Everybody, for some reason, thinks I say no. The lore keeper, he is ruthless and brutal and just, yeah, he is the guy. I am actually the kind, gentle one. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff that we've been putting on our Telegram, if you follow us on Telegram, if you don't, please do. And uh, actually look at the posts. Um, we've been transitioning over to more storytelling. And the reason being is so that people can grab a hold of the feel of, or not the feel, they emote. They can develop an emotional, uh, an emotional connection to the stories. How do you approach these stories? How well, how do you approach life in general? Well, and I've we've talked about it for a while. Because for instance, I've gotten people. They'll never say they're pagan, but they will go and do pagan things because I subtly encourage it. Like tell people that, you know, if you can visit your family, the graves of your family members on Halloween, that's a really old tradition. Explain to them why we leave cookies out for Christmas. All of a sudden, they're talking about it. People want to do these things, and it gives them more meaning. Well, but uh, if you try to proselytize, yeah, nobody likes that. None of our people like right. that. Or coming at them with all this academic stuff, you're not going to win anybody over. If but you tell them a people, story. Yeah, tell them a story. And for for another, especially when it comes to real life, be physically impressive. Like the old wolf playing with the... Um, uh, the the guy I did that video of on the Telegram, play with the young cubs, play with the young wolves, show them how to be, and then tell them stories and be like, yeah, this is why you do this. And I like doing this because it's like this thing over here. Being Saying it's like something is not the same as saying it it is the exact same thing. Well, it's but I, I was inspired by, I don't know, Conan. So then that's why I love to, you know, get big and strong and, even though I don't don't know what I'm doing, I like to grab a hold of a big stick, pretend it's a sword, and swing it around. You want to play st sword sticks with me? Or, it doesn't matter what the thing is. Same way with, with women. Be open. Be kind. It's well, okay to be harsh, but be open. Be kind for, for the women. Be, be a little bit softer. Well, and 
just because like you just brought up this thing is like this thing because it's historically been pointed out and it's not inaccurate that Dionysus is a lot like Wotan. Mm-hmm. No one we is do it naturally. Yeah. No one is going to say these are the same deities except mm-hmm. some people that probably should. Yeah. Anyway, they're both gods associated with getting a little crazy. They're both gods of war mm-hmm. and they both, you know, walk around a lot. But no one is thinking Dionysus and Wotan are the same god. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Well, and we do it even in fandoms. And we, we do use comic books a lot, but that's because most people are familiar with comic book characters. It's like if if the guy that you're, you're trying to explain the Punisher to somebody and the person that you're talking to has no idea who the Punisher is, but he does know who Batman is. Well, the Punisher is kind of like Batman if he had if Batman had more testosterone and less money. Yes. Well, a good example of this is there's two famous wizards. They're both they're both fictional. And that's Gandalf and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. There are so many times people have asked the simple question, who would win in a fight, Dumbledore or Gandalf? Right. And they're like each other, but they are not the same. No. And it's one of those things. But you can use one to describe the other one. Yes. Well, because like you get people talking, just, 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 to, just to humor this, this argument I've heard a lot. Dumbledore and Gandalf. If you go off of just the movies, everyone's like, Dumbledore would definitely win. And then people who are like really into the Lord of the Rings lore are like, no, you don't understand. Gandalf is holding back the entirety of the film series. He is way more powerful than he ever shows. And they just get into this weird argument. Mm-hmm. We do that all the time. And we do, did it with our, we do it with mythology. Like, who would win? Odin or Zeus? Right. Who would win? Um... Or even just describing what what another deity is like. I, I mean, really, we, we do it all the time. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is not saying that they are the same. Well, it's like, uh, for instance, you have the Morrigan. Some people will say she's like hell, and in some ways she is, and in a lot of ways she isn't. Mm-hmm. Some people will say she's like Regana. Right. Some way so she when is, you some use way she like, isn't. what you do is you point out to things that are really similar, and then you really focus on what is different. Well, we even do it today with celebrities. You know, he's like a young—I don't know enough Fill celebrity names. Yeah, he's like a young Burt Reynolds, just because uh, we were talking about Cannonball Run not too long yeah. ago. So that's on my brain. But it's modern movies have forgotten how to tell a story. And they don't know what storytelling tradition they're supposed to actually try to do. Well, most of them don't even know how to tell a story, period. Like, they don't understand that stuff matters in a story. Well, and this is actually something you and I spoke about, is part of the reason comic books are so bad right now, and the movies based off them and all these things, is because there are different storytelling traditions all trying to work under the same thing. Mm -hmm. You have the messianic complex that comes from the Abrahamics, you have the stand-in for pagan gods, so they're flawed, but they're powerful. And then you have the non-whites that have gotten into um, into comic books, and they're writing heroes. And from their perspective, they're writing them well, which right. from our perspective is terrible. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to make their gods, and their gods have no flaws. Their gods are perfect, unbeatable in every way. Even if they are flawed, that's that very flaw is part of their perfection. Well, yeah, it's actually one of the big differences in the storytelling. In European tradition, the gods are flawed, like us. 
Whereas with the other races, their gods have to be perfect. And even if they do something bad, it's, again, just a part of their... It, that flaw makes them stronger. Right, it is part of their perfection. And it's actually... Which for them is, is great, but... Yeah, and that's that's also part of the, the bad storytelling recently and, and media is you have to have a, a black female and a black male, and then you have to have a Latina female and a Latino male, and then you white women writing it, no white men, because that's just sexist and racist, and then you have to have the bi-gender, queer, uh, tri-species individual sitting in there and they're all trying to tell a story at the same time yes uh, and but these these storytelling styles coming together that's what i'm mm-hmm. we're, i'm getting well, into. that's exactly what i was pointing out yeah is you have too many storytelling styles too many cooks in the damn kitchen well precisely you but get, when you make a story for everybody you make a story for nobody precisely because here's the thing is uh what's it called america chavez Mm-hmm. I think it's the character's name. She is basically unbeatable superwoman in, you know, basically Latina hood rat clothes. Well, what she is when I looked her up is she is Captain America, just better. She's fixed. Stronger, no flaws, unbeatable in every way. Mm-hmm. That is how they want their characters, which is why they actually think they're good. Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, you've actually talked to a lot of I think it's Ameriblacks, Africans, whatever. And they've pointed out they want their they want us to tell their stories because of the simple fact that we're the best storytellers mm-hmm. by far of all the races we tell. But the then best when stories. we tell them in our way, they get mad about it. Yeah, but they don't want it in their way. Right. It's, it's actually it's weird. Well, it's something that's actually been brought up a lot by um, Amer Indians. Mm-hmm. Is white people will make stories that feature and even tell stories from the Indians uh, folklore and whatever, or supposedly. Mm-hmm. But the actual way that it works is that it is a complete and utter mess. Right, it's because we tell them and tell those stories in our way. Yes, and then they've tried to make films that tell the story their way, but then it doesn't make any sense. It's like Bollywood. Well, it makes perfect sense to them, uh, and that's another one I was going to bring up is Bollywood. You notice this huge push in Bollywood trying to get into Hollywood. And some of their actors have literally said, I don't understand why everybody talks about Hollywood because Bollywood sells far more tickets than than uh, any Hollywood movie. Well, no shit. You got, what, two-point-something billion captive fucking um, audience members. And you're telling the story specifically for them because... It is mostly homogenous in the sense that they're Dravidians. Is there white people there? Yes, but fuck off. You know damn well that's not what I'm talking about. There's not one billion white people there. The It's mostly Dravidians, and they're telling Dravidian stories for Dravidians, and that's why the Dravidians like them. That's not even comparable to well, when Hyperboreans make movies. Well, it's like It com- actually amazes me that our movies do well outside of our own countries period well it's like um you and i were talking about kung fu movies Mm -hmm. because people like kung fu movies because of how bad they are and china uh, china which is where most of the kung fu movies come from it's kind of leaked out a little bit but most of kung fu movies come from china and they are honest they're like 
we make these movies for us and we make these kung fu movies for white people. And that is specifically how they describe it. Some of the, the kung fu movies are made specifically for us. I mean, they're weird. They're over the top. They're told in a Chinese way still, but they're they're doing it with us in mind. Well, part of it is because, like, we were talking about how their stories work. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Master Esther, shows up, beats whatever problem is, disappears. Right. He, that yeah, is the story. Bad thing going on, and their traditional stories are, Bad things happening. Like we we have stories like that. Like uh, with Robin Hood, right? You got the sheriff. He's going around. He's beating people up, taking their money, burning burning down villages. Except for in the Chinese version of Robin Hood, you don't meet Robin Hood until he pops out of the ether, kills the sheriff, and then disappears again. Yeah, that that's how the Chinese would actually tell the Robin Hood story. Uh, Robin well, Hood is still the 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 hero, but you don't get to know anything about him. No, no details. No details about his merry men. No details about how he got there, why he's there, why he does what he does, or what he does when he's or not. Or his training. There's no backstory for him at all. Nothing. Like the, these kung fu movies where they show all the, the training sequences, that's specifically done for us because yeah. we like it. Well, yeah, we like to see them grow, and they don't do it right. They also aren't very good at writing antagonists. Yeah. They have a really bad problem Although with I have, I do have to say my favorite bad guy line comes from a kung fu movie. You son of a bitch. You could train for 20 years and still never defeat me. It's an uh, awesome line. Is that from Thunderfoot or what? Uh, no, that was it? from uh, the Drunken Master. No, I know, but is the Tiger Foot or whatever the. the, the oh, the, yeah, the Shadow Tiger Hand Foot guy. Yes, <laughs> that was him. Or he's just waving his. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so uh, ridiculous. It, it's bad, but it's. The thing is, is. Once you actually start to look at the actual folklore, customs, culture of the other races, you aren't confusing their storytelling style with ours. Because mm-hmm. here's a little secret if you didn't already know. A lot of the stories that we have from the other races, our folklorists and our mythologists and our anthropologists and whatever you want to call them, showed up, heard basically what we would consider a bare bones story. Like the equivalent of what our story's outline would be. Okay, we need this to happen, and this to happen, and then this to happen, and we need it to end like this. They just take the whole story and mush the outline into like a little ball. Yeah. That- but to, to I'm going to yank this, forcefully yank this back to our our Telegram channel. Um, I've been we've been making some memes like that. That one, it's the fallout, the fallout thing of uh, uh, something about the wasteland, and it just says. Fight, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to pull it up. Uh, yeah, I know. I made it, but I don't remember the entirety of it. A lot of people just kind of blew past that. But the sentiment is right, and it's good. It is a good thing. And people ignore that. Why? Because we've been trained to dismiss the story. Stop letting these people pull us away from who we are. I've seen so many people, they're afraid to have fun because, like um, I was telling you last night, there there was this whole thing going on where people was like, oh, I got to go. I got to go do my daily my daily quests. And then you always have some asshole that pops up and says, well, I don't say that because I'm a grown-up, which then makes everybody else feel like a child. I just flip them the bird and go do my daily quest. Yes, which I'll have to do in about Be- half an hour yeah. here. <laughs> because, and why? Because fuck you, I remember how to have fun. We need to have fun in our lives. 
or in our lives. Um, I guess both words work. But in our lives, we need to remember how to have fun and embrace having fun and embrace storytelling. So some of the stuff that we're going to be putting out, it might look silly on the surface. It is still 100% us and it is backed up by the lore, by Hyperborean lore. We don't have to borrow from other cultures. We don't have to fill in from other peoples. Hyperboreans have enough because we never really lost anything. We just forgot how to see what's already in front of us. Well, the thing that I find hilarious is people want this coherent beginning, middle, and end story. That is not how mythology works. It is... It's all over the place. It's There's some over here. There's some over there. And when you have... Uh, when you have all these different mytho groups and stuff like that i lost my train of thought all right um anyways yeah everything that we're that we present whether it's memes or pretty pictures um silly stories because i told a silly story about the bears that family of bears told a silly story today with the uh the ghost of the the past life the pirate standing behind the boy these things actually reflect our people it might seem silly. It might seem like it's coming from left field, but they matter. Well, it's it's something I've actually put a name to recently, which is you have surrogate mythology. And it's here's the thing. As much as you might not like this, and I don't care, Blackbeard, Robin Hood, Caesar, Paul Bunyan, George Washington, all of these things are mythology, culture, history, folklore, all of it. All of this is part of that. Just because it's more recent doesn't make it invalid. Mm -hmm. Because if you actually read old myths, like the sagas, the epics, a lot of them don't even have gods in them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's entire sagas where it's just people, as far as I know. Like, there yeah. might be something mythic that shows up. Well, yeah. And actually, a lot of them are written more like actual histories. Like well, that's they're, what they're... they're a lot of them are supposed to be that. Yeah, they're legitimately heroes, or some of them... You could argue that they're not heroes, but like a group of friends and they're doing this thing and it's in our world and they never meet um, monsters or spirits or gods. They're interacting with other people and it's a story of conflict. These, that's actually the bulk of what the sagas are. Well, and this is partly why I think people don't understand that mythology is about the people. The gods are actually, if you read most mythology are bit players because most myths, most folklore that involves a God, they show up briefly. And then the rest of the story is about the person like Bellerophon, I think is his name. Oh yeah. Cause there's quite a few of those two where, uh, God shows up, not even always in God form. Sometimes it shows up as like a Raven or something like that, or a dream because there's quite a few of them. That's that way. I had a dream of Bellerophon. I had a dream of Hala and they told me to go on this journey to this place to find this thing and then meet this person and so on and so forth. And then they go do it. Well, I mean, that even shows up in some of the myths in Greece where the hero will just sleep in the temple. Here's the thing, people. By and large, Greece had groves, too, before they had temples. And then they only built the temples because of urban sprawl. Mm -hmm. And the temples were not places of worship like churches are. They were basically... 
Think of it like a youth hostel, but with a very specialized clientele. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it'd be like, um, I don't know, if you had an extra house on your property and you didn't care who stayed in it so long as they cleaned up before they left. And the, you didn't even have a door on the, on the place because you want people to be able to come in and cook their food and sleep in a bed. And all you ask is that they clean up before they leave. Basically, that's what it is. It is a space dedicated to the God, but everybody was invited there. Well, and sometimes they'll do the work of the God, which isn't lighting incense and fanning feathers. It was, I always bring up Asclepius because it's the easiest one to look up. They were doctors. They were doctors. Mm -hmm. That was what the cult of Asclepius is. If you were going to be... Janus? Is that the one that's the God of the janitors? Uh, the, yeah, because he's the uh, custodian <laughs> I, I, of the universe. I, I seriously simplified it. but Oh, oh, gods, yes. Because some people go so far as Janus is the personification of chaos, but then he's also the custodian. And then you have to go through him because he's the god of doorways and pathways. and Right. Which is why I call him the god of janitors because he cleans up other people's messes. Well, and I think I figured out something because you, you've told me about this book series you read when you were younger mm-hmm. where a guy can only make sandcastles. Oh, yes. But then he figures out all the different things he can do with the sandcastle. Yes, and he thinks that he has a really weak um, uh, power. Because, okay, it's set in a world where magic is real. Everybody only gets one magic power. Well, not everybody, but the ones that get have magic power, they only have one, and they can only ever do one. He can he can make sandcastles. That's it, and they're tiny sandcastles. Um, so he thinks he's the weakest, but he still has to learn how to control it and go through the magic train and all this other shit. But he doesn't, you know, make fireballs. He doesn't call up wind or or earthquakes or anything like that. Turns out, as you read the, the uh, series. The limitation is himself because he ends up being one of the most powerful magic users in that world because eventually he figures out, oh, if I can make a tiny sandcastle, I can make a big sandcastle. If I can make a big sandcastle with swords on the wall, I can make a sword. Right. And then, oh, but it's made out of sand. But what is metal except for sand that's really, really Hard. hard? So then... Yeah, he starts getting really creative with his power, and next thing you know, he's the most powerful magic user in that land. Well, and sometimes I don't wonder if that's how some of the gods get so many freaking uh, associations. Because one good example would be Poseidon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest stuff is like he's a god of rivers and earthquake and horses. But what often follows earthquakes? Tsunamis. So if you associate the earthquake god is also causing tsunamis, how long until he's also the sea god? And then if you're mostly a seafaring people, how and this god is important to you, how long do you maintain that the earthquake thing is the main focus when you have to be on the sea all the time? Right. Well, and you know that waves are caused by, these giant waves are caused by earthquakes, so maybe the small waves are caused by small earthquakes. Yeah. And, Next thing you know, Poseidon becomes a god of the ocean. Yep. It's a whole thing. It's um, it's one of the things that I think people don't understand about mythology. Is you, Well, what, for me, that's why the approach is far more important than the specific stories. Precisely. Because as the gods' stories grow, their associations shift. That's why trying to say, for instance, well, this god has always been this thing. No, they, the gods do shift, They, but they're like you. 
and me, for instance, mm-hmm. we have things that we like to do. And we also have things that we're good at. And we also have, and those and they things, might not necessarily match up. <laughs> not at all. Well, like, um, I'm, we're both fairly good at research, mm-hmm. but we do it in a very different way. Oh yeah. And then we present it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And then we think about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. We both do research and we're both good at it, but we are not the same person doing research. Right. And we both actually kind of hate it now. I mean, you used to love it, but now it's like, ah. Oh. Well, and it's mostly because no matter how much I point out, people on average, this is, uh, I'm going to actually do a little bit of a Basically, call. what you're going to describe is why the academic approach don't work. The academic approach doesn't work because no one actually wants academics. They want a story. And, and actually, I want a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants a story. Because if you don't believe me, if you think people want the academics, try talking about it for too long and their eyes glaze over. Right, which will be anywhere between 30 seconds and five minutes depending on the person. Well, like the reason that people really like certain gods over others, even if they have no association with them, is simply put, most people treat the stories they read like they would a comic book. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the, the stories of Batman, you don't like Batman. So since there's not that many stories of, say, Sif, most people don't really think about Sif very much. Mm-hmm. Because when people read the Eddas, if they read the Eddas, the gods that get the most amount of screen time, Odin, Loki, Thor, and Freya, Almost everybody else is a bit player. Yeah. They're backup cast. Yeah. So it's like in a, it's like in a, a TV show, for instance. And I'm not trying to degrade our, our mythology to the point of a TV show, but yeah, it, just well, as an example. If you're the kind of person that thinks that, you might want to just turn off the show and go away. Yeah. But the um, TV show, there's the main cast with usually a, a handful that are the main supporting ca- the main mm-hmm. characters. Then you have the supporting cast. And very, very rarely you'll have a supporting cast character that's so popular they get promoted to main cast. Yes. And what most people are treating the mythology like is how most people treat TV shows. Most people will like the main cast, but then you have like the others off on the side, and then there's always going to be this small group of people that really like that side character. Mm -hmm. And then there will be people that... And that's just fine. Oh, yeah, there's nothing that, wrong actually, with it. That, that's the way it should be. But the reason that I am I tend to be critical of it, and it's actually something that I've noticed, is people pick the gods like they pick their favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. It has less to do with any level of relevance to themselves and more to do with how much they like the stories of those figures. Mm-hmm. With the exception, actually, of one really popular god that has effectively no stories is Sir Nanos. But his imagery alone is so powerful that people are drawn to him, mm-hmm. which is kind of a dead giveaway of how old he is. But the the academic approach, it, it's good to do the research. Ask questions. Ask questions. Question and reason. And pursue it. And whack it with a stick and see if it falls apart. And that is fantastic. That way you know what you're talking about. So if you're that kind of person, that's great. But people are drawn to stories. And, okay, like the, the one guy I was talking about, he's interested in, in paganism. And he, he's like, I don't even know where to start. Most people would send them to this person or that person. They'll tell you all about it or read about this God and that God. My answer, 
Before you learn anything about the gods, read Conan by Robert E. Howard. He's like, what? It's because of the feel. It's because Conan himself is the most pegging character that I can think of. And it's in his rawest form. And then start doing research into your tribal gods. Uh, then research Kukulin, research uh, Beira, research these, and approach it. Approach what is written because you already understand Christianity, and there's there's so much mixing up. It'll make it easier if you understand the base level of who we are to pick off the Christian things. And it's going to take time, and it's going to be hard. But look at the stories. The stories is where the heart is held. Well, and part of it, honestly, is when you come to paganism, well, not come to pagan, when you return to ethnic faith, that's a better way of putting it, mm -hmm. you effectively are hitting the restart button. Because, like, uh, you and I have actually talked about it. If you compare who I was before I returned to ethnic faith, and then you actually... You could basically actually treat it like if you were raised pagan in ethnic faith, what age are you kind of at? Because basically you need to have this detox period where you're getting a lot of the old stuff out of your system. And then you have basically a few years where you're kind of just figuring stuff out. Because like a good example is um, in the Conan movie, which is not the best in terms of based off of the actual Conan stories, but whatever. Yeah, I don't like the movie. But he's not told about Krom in any level of detail until he's already, you know, like six or seven. Mm -hmm. I think, because you've actually pointed that out, is like uh, your family didn't really talk about the gods in detail to you until you were a little older. Yeah, I, they had to make sure that I could understand first. And I think that's part of the problem that a lot of the pagan sphere ends up with. And then they never told me what to think. They just told me stories. Precisely. That's part of the issue that seems to be happening in the pagan sphere lately is people are going straight from whatever else they're doing into paganism and bringing all the biases they had before with them. Mm -hmm. You have to have a period of detox. And here's the thing is. We can't tell you how to detox. This isn't drink your blueberry smoothies and make sure to hit the sauna three times a day and make sure you're drinking at least seven cups of water to wash out and the toxins before you have your coffee enema. You know, no, none of that. What we're talking, it's a per, I hate using these sorts of terms because it makes it sound hippie-ish, but it's true. Everything is a personal situation. Your personal detox will be different from my detox. And I did it for three years and I, and I was still, and this was before I even went into paganism because I was actively detoxing myself from who I used to be because I was raised in a very liberal, almost SJWE era area. Mm -hmm. I realized that wasn't me. I realized I didn't agree with it and I realized I didn't like it. So I had to actively detox myself from it, which is lonely. Right. Well, and questioning something is not the same as asking a question because that dawned on me too. Actually, just now, a lot of people think asking a question and questioning something is the same thing. And then you, you also have people that think questioning something just means to doubt it. That's not, not accurate. None of those three, those three things are three separate concepts. Well, for instance, I'll use an example. 
When I first came into paganism, I was very naive and I was very bright eyed and bushy tailed. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to everybody trying to learn as much as I could. And everyone kept telling me pie, proto Indo European. Because they they speak so confidently. Yeah. So, So then you assume that they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I figured that this was true. And I even pushed it for a while. And then I looked into it and I'm like, none of this makes sense. Right. It's because you actually came up with a question and then you're like, huh. And then you started questioning. Well, that's and then through your research, trying to to answer your question and using reasoning and actually looking at the information, like not trying to do what what's that one term? Cargo, cargo cult science. Yeah. Um, instead, you is actually try uh, not just trying to prove it wrong, but you is open either way. Yeah, you I, you I, legitimately wanted to know as much about it as you could, and then through that process, then you began to doubt. So. You you had a question, you asked a question, and then you began questioning, which is just seeking out the, the answer unbiasedly or as unbiasedly as possible, and then that led to doubt. These are three separate concepts. Yes. Well, and here's the thing is, I use that method till I'm pretty much where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, Odin equals Woden equals Wode equals Wotan, Yeah, I remember us having a lot of, let's call them discussions about that. Yes. For a while, I was willing to roll with these are just regional versions of the same God. Until someone who I respected up to this point brought up the story of Woden putting his eye in Mimir's well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, is there a story of Woden doing that? Because I was actually excited. I'm like, this will be he the thing. He literally clapped his hands. Yeah. I, I was... I was so excited. I'm like, okay, maybe this is the thing that finally like puts a nail in it. It is, they are the same. It's just regional traditions, etc. And then the guy was like, oh, um, no. And I'm like, oh, so you just told a story of Odin and swapped out the name. After that, I was pissed mm-hmm. because I actually get angry at that. Here's my thing. Even if you think Thor and Thunar are the same God, the name differences imply regional territory and therefore should be respected. Well, it's, and it's not just in, in our field. It's also in politics. And really, the world is so fucked up right now. You can't talk about anything without it being Be- political or sexual. Like, you can't tell a joke without somebody thinking it's a political joke or a sexual joke. You can't bring up anything without it being one of those two things in most people's minds. But... My point was, is in the political sphere and the the pagan sphere and the spheres of um, um, entertainment there or in society in general, most people have the same same complaint of words have been conflated. And then they'll bring up the uh, I forget what the the exact quote is or who said it, but something about if you control the language, you control the minds. Uh, George Orwell from 1984, I think it was. He bring uh, he mentioned that. Um, so, anyways, to get back to the Odin and Woden thing, well, he is the god of fury, the, but this other god is a god of madness. They're the same thing. No, they're not. Fury and madness are different. And so is anger, and neither fury nor madness is anger. Well, here's kind of a fascinating thing if you look at the history of language. There are words that mean so many different things, it is hard to tell which is which. Like, for instance, one of the most notable examples is the word, I think it's fress. Mm -hmm. And it basically meant four-footed male animal. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think specifically a carnivore. It can mean weasel, it can mean cat, and it can mean bear, etc., etc. Roll through all the, the predators that have yeah. males. So Freya is described as having a carriage pulled by two of these things. So are they two bears? Are they two weasels? Are they two cats? And people, especially the scholars... Now set aside the, the bias and ask what? yourself, which one makes the most sense? Honestly, it makes sense that it's bears because bears are oddly conspicuously absent from... Well, that and they're large enough to pull a chariot. Well, and here's the thing is I wouldn't even mind if it was ferrets or, or weasels or whatever, mm -hmm. because those actually tend to be, they're weirdly, I think they're weirdly right. considered. But the reason why they chose cats is, is because of the stereotype with witchcraft. Yes. So it was literally a decision based off from Christian folklore about witches. Yes. It wasn't based on any logic. It wasn't based on any evidence. So when people take, oh, we have this thing based on cats in our area, and that must be to Freya. No, no. Not necessarily. We don't know what she had, and honestly, it makes far more sense between her personality, what she does, that she is associated with bears. But because people decided cats randomly at some point, now we're stuck with cats. Well, and I've encountered the same thing when people talk about Frigg and they're telling a story about Freya, or vice versa. Because, well, they're the same thing. No, they're not. They're two completely different things, and stop doing that. Well, another example, and Ayak, is Hala. Hala is an important goddess to me. She's a German goddess, predominantly. There's actually no evidence, as far as I can tell, that she even made it to England. Because, like, the area where the Saxons came from, mm -hmm. is it, she's not even really there. She, If she's there, she's in there, like, in very tiny patches right she seems predominantly like central southern germany and then like some of the areas where people from that area went so like the netherlands parts of france um austria in small amounts but hala is not perchta and perchta's right next to her and right. she's certainly not frig and people will argue well aren't they the same as all mother frig got some bad news for you about that all mother bit Right. Well, and some people, they get so biased that even when you show them the evidence, they, ignore they, they it. yeah, they just dismiss it out of hand. Well, and, I, and by evidence, I don't mean this scholar said this thing or, and or listen to this YouTuber or this podcast guy and he will explain it to you. No, no, no. I mean, like actually pulling up the stories and being like, read it for yourself. Well, and they're, they're like TLDR. Well, like uh, the all mother bit that everyone goes to for Frick. She was never called that until the feminist movement. Mm -hmm. Th that is not a name she's ever had. Well, if, and in particular, it did I chased it down? It does come from Wicca. When the femi uh, the Wiccans and the feminist movement joined forces, and then all outspring the All Mother. Yes, and it, why? Because this is a bit of a, a and it's supported by more bullshit, like the Oralinda, which mm -hmm. is a nonsense book that is a known forgery that yes. doesn't even track with its own evidence. And the guy that wrote it down even admitted it. Yes. The Oralinda tries to argue we used to be matriarchal. We've never been matriarchal. Well, it depends on what you mean ma matriarchal, because some tribes were matriarchal in the way of, you know who your mama is and who your daddy might be. But if so they mean lineage. matriarchal of led by basically the mothers, that was really rare. And it was like specifically like and usually very extremely short lived. Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, is if you look at history, it's like. 
the only places that can are consistently run by women through generations are so peaceful that they can afford to have the men be weak mm -hmm. because it's not that women are incapable of leadership. It's if all your men are so weak that not a single one can, can is actually stronger than any of your women, then, then your women you're fucked. Mm -hmm. So if all your men are too weak to, to lead that a woman has to, not that the woman is weak, just that the man should be stronger. Yeah. But yeah, because, and they, they, they abuse language. That's the best, best way to put it. Language is abused. Like these tribes were matriarchal and they're trying to, they're using the right word, but they're presenting it in the wrong way. Matriarchal meaning your lineage is tracked through your, through the mothers, through the females Again, because you know who your mama is and who your daddy might be. Well, they conflate. It makes sense to track through the females. Well, they're they're conflating matriarchal with matrilineal. Yeah, these are not the same things. Because I'm actually in support, honestly, of matrilineal. Yes. Because here's the thing. Well, and here, here's the other thing too, though, to defend my statement, my my misuse of the word. The females are in charge of the female circles. The males are in charge of the male circles. When you have children involved, the small children, who is it that they, what circle are they thrust into? They tend to be treated, uh, taken care of by the women until they're old enough to run around with the men. Right. So then at that point, yeah, it's a matriarchal. However, then they're ignoring the complete other half the, of, the, uh, of the sphere, which is led by the males. It's, and to say that it was a shared community is accurate, but it's also not accurate. Well, and I think one of the things that has become a bit of a problem is paganism has become, instead of people trying to approach it from the perspective of we're looking for the story of our people. So like if you're German looking into there's the broader hyperborean story but there's also the one that specifically is your family your tribe your mm -hmm. area people are instead looking for the one true story and they're specifically looking for the one true story that fits them and in particular replaces abraham yes so they look for something with the abrahamic elements but it also has to agree with how they view things mm -hmm. and that's the bias that most people have because i want to make this very freaking clear I came to most of my opinions, almost all of them, not because I wanted to, but because I was honest with myself. I brought up already. I was raised in a very, very liberal town. But here's another thing. I grew up with five adopted siblings from East Asia. They're not white. The fact that if anyone has listened to how I think, how I speak, how I view the different races of man through all these podcasts, through all these posts, I basically had to say goodbye and pretty much cut myself off from my entire family to think the way I do. So when I say things like I come to my opinions because I'm honest with myself, that's at the cost of some very personal things. Here's my question to a lot of people, and this will be my final statement. How important is ethnic faith to you, and what are you willing to lose? 
What are you willing to lose because of honesty? Would you rather allow yourself to continue to live a happy lie or would you rather be free and try to be honest with yourself? I ask this because of one very simple fact. There's a very big difference between being happy and being honest. There's a very big difference between being fulfilled and merely existing. Because you can be quote unquote happy on a bunch of drugs, but you can't be content and you can't be fulfilled, not truly, on a bunch of drugs with a jack off robot and Netflix on loop. Pick what you want. Lord Keeper out. All right. And then, yeah, I would ask a very similar question. What is it that you're willing to sacrifice for true freedom? So, aside from that, uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is uh, CG signing off. Don't keep your head down. Don't keep your mouth shut. Do keep your powder dry because shit's getting real, real quick.